Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. It's the quintessential, archetypical, record scratch, you falling off the side of a building, running at top speed in the middle of the street, record scratch, freeze frame you're probably wondering how i got here i listen i was at a homie's house this was when our family had moved to the inland empire which is about an hour outside of los angeles and if you follow hip-hop i'm in this area where hit boy is from in which is fontana and hit boy just uh produced Nas's new record it was Incredible album. He he murdered that mug. Shout out here, boy. Uh, we've never met, but I.E. represent. But Jansport on there, Jansport J. You know what I'm saying? He from the Cove, 626. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. Playing pool at this dude's house. I don't even think my family knows the story. There's a bag of weed that's in this drawer, which was like this older brother, sister, whatever. Bag of weed that's in the drawer. And... One of my friends, somehow or another, put together the right amount of words that would convince me that I was the perfect person to steal this bag from this this person's older brother while we was over there playing pool. And I don't know what it was about the magical phrases and things that this person said that actually convinced me to think that this nigga knew exactly what he was talking about. But I was convinced. We got it, had to figure out an out. And while we was figuring out an out, this same dude was jibby jabby jabby jibby jabby blazy blah whoop de whoop while we figured out a way out. And then we got out. And as we were leaving, we hear the hey. And I don't know if I failed to mention how dangerous <laughs> this older brother that we just stole his weed was. Either way, it was time to run. So ran to the homeboy who had this little VW bug that was just like, you know, busted up two doors with the blinker missing. You know what I'm saying? Just stupid high school, like, but he had a car. So hopped in the whip. Ran as fast as we could. Somehow or another, I decided to go that my backyard was the wisest backyard to come smoke this bag of weed at. Which, for some reason, I don't know why. I thought, (laughs) I don't know how them niggas convinced me that my house was the best choice. But somehow we went back to my mama house in the backyard. And I think it might have been because maybe my mama was at like, follow me now. Wednesday night Bible study She was at a prayer meeting Something I just figured This was the best idea To come do this (laughs) And as they As we smoked this thing And then they took off And then everybody left I remember standing in my Driveway like 
did I just steal this bag of weed and take it back to my house and spoke out with the homies while my mama was at a prayer meeting? It just all hit me at that. And I was like, how did how did you convince me to do this? It's some people just got the gift of gab, y'all. Let's talk about lobbyists, hood politics. What's up, y'all? Today we got a guest. We're going to talk to the illustrious Miles Gray of the Daily Zeitgeist. And, you know, before Cool Zone Media took off, you know what I'm saying, which I'm in right now, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Miles was my boss. But either way, he's 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 what Sophie called a pod father, him and, him and Jack, you know what I'm saying? And I, I take that. You know, they the OGs, you know what I'm saying? Respect, dude. Uh, but we're going to have him in here. Miles has lived a ton of lives and I'm going to have a homie in to talk about lobbying. But I, I, I think a way to get your brain around this is like, I remember <laughs> I had a friend walk out the principal's office that we was all positive was finna get either suspended or expelled. Somehow or another, this nigga talked his way out of a suspension. I don't know. I still don't know how he did it. I still, to this day, I have no idea how this nigga talked himself out of a suspension. And he won't tell us. It's just and like, and he wouldn't tell us. I mean, I ain't seen the nigga in years, but I just remember like, this fool could talk his way out of anything. He'd do what the hell he want because he could talk his way out. I, I was just like, how are you doing? Like, how? Some people could just convince other people to do stuff even though they know they shouldn't do stuff. I'm like, what's this motivation? Is this, is this a, like, are you a supervillain? I just, sometimes I feel like some niggas that got the gift of gab are just supervillains. Or you have to learn how to use your power for good. But dog, I feel like every hood got somebody. Every neighborhood got somebody that can just talk their way in and out of anything. When I was in, uh, when I was in college, I used to work with these, these brothers, these, uh, Puerto Rican brothers, uh, out in Cove and no lie y'all these were these these two brothers were they were gorgeous I can't this listen listen you already know Puerto Rican men look are beautiful these two niggas was just just gorgeous anyway they never paid full price or for any entrance into any club festival event they talked their way in and would just let somebody just tell me no. You could if somebody find you, you'll get to a no. And if you get to a no, you can either keep going or not. Uh, there was once I remember they talked their way into the VIP section for like a wrestling event, and they just said that they were Dwayne's cousins. Oh, you know him as The Rock. Like, yeah, no, nah, they just talk their way into. I'm like, how are you? <laughs> just listen. If you got the gift and you got the confidence. You could do it. But as uh, the Joker says, if you're good at something, never do it for free. Let's talk about lobbyists, hood politics, y'all. Hey, it's so hood right now. Hood politics, y'all. Hood politics. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of... dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, the chismosos... Mediches, uh, Chismosas, you know, they're silver tongue folks that are just like always gossiping. That's a Chismoso is like, that's a gossip. You know, Medice is like, yo, you're so nosy. Like, stop being a Medice, you know? And I just sometimes think like as a lobbyist, you kind of got to be both of those. You got to have a silver tongue and you got to be nosy as hell. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> you got a game going on. But Rather than listening to me talk to this, talk about this stuff, I got a guest. Which is funny because this is a this is the two way pager I got from my boy J Boy. Uh, Let's go from back then because his aunt worked at this fucking big ass real estate company. And she was in charge of selling, sending out all the corporate phones. So they had a yeah. side hustle where she could just attribute a couple loose phones every week to some whatever. This the hood is shit. Yeah. So that's this how I was rocking hood. my two. This is me in fucking 2004 with my two way pager. Anyway, shout out the boy. J boy. Roll the two way page. Me. Yep. Yo, this is the best way to start this ever. That's the exactly. You just proved the premise of the whole shit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Miles Gray has already <laughs> went him started yet, and he had already proved the premise. <laughs> First of all, welcome to the Hood Politics. We're putting on Miles Gray. Say what's up to the folks. Hey, hey, thank you for having me. Thank you for having to talk about my past life. You know, that's always yeah, it's always a wonderful pleasure to do that and and especially to do it with you, you know, to do it oh, do it the right way. Let's go. Yeah. Miles has lived a number of lives. We were just discussing his time in radio, uh, his time underwear modeling. I was mm -hmm. pretty sure that was. Yeah. Uh, wish I'd have known you then, man. Yeah, that was just. I was an intern at Aftermath. You know, um, <laughs> trying to make my way up. Try to wake your way up, <laughs> make a little side money, <laughs> modeling draws. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> was that you? That was you actually doing like the double. The he was doing all the BGVs for the hell years. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk about lobbying. Like, what is it? What makes a good lobbyist? Because that was one of Miles' past lives. Yeah. But as you know, the premise of this show is if you've not only if you if you grew up in the inner city, grew up in the city, grew up in the hood. Not only do you understand politics, I'm going to take it a step further. You'd probably be very good at it yeah, because of having to navigate the world you were in. So I'm going to ask Miles a few questions. Then we're going to go into the particulars of um, what it means to 
be a lobbyist, how to be good at it and all this good stuff. But we're setting up the premise like this. Imagine my, so here, one of my past lives was when I was in college, uh, I found that uh, the best like part-time college job is to like substitute teach. Because mm -hmm. you kind of just kind of make your own schedule. It's like 150 bucks a day. You just kind of show, I don't have to grade nothing. I really don't have to care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Break like, up a couple fights. Break up a couple fights. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Right. Like, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll write a note for your teacher. Like, I guess. <laughs> your teacher say, you got to do this. Right. It don't matter to me. Yeah. You got to be here tomorrow. I don't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. uh, so it's the greatest thing ever. But I felt like, okay, what's... I'm still the son of a Black Panther. I still believe in justice. And I'm like, I'm going to go where nobody else would go. So I worked in juvenile halls. Mm -hmm. That's where I substitute taught. East Lake Correctional Facility, I, Rocky, Affleck, you know, lucky for me, my... Um, my my criminal record was all nonviolent offenses because they was go. uh because it was just graffiti, um, <laughs> so I was able to get into these this. What'd this, you throw up? Oh man, I can't tell you that, bro. Okay, I'm just kidding. Now I've always been I've always been propaganda. I've been prop okay. for years. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just throw up prop. Um, anyway, so I I oftentimes even when I'm setting up this show, the premises like the terms I use when I decide to like, I probably should explain this vocabulary word, whatever the case may be. I'm always thinking about the kids in juvie. Mm -hmm. Like that's like, that's like, that's my target. You know what I'm saying? Like I calibrate everything to being like, there's a kid in juvenile hall. Right. Understand what I'm saying. So here's, here's our question for you, Miles, using your, your knowledge of both lobbying. And I'm gonna ask you later on, like how you got into that, but just like, uh, and growing up in the city, survey that room, mm -hmm. describe the kid that you would go, oh, this fool would be really good at lobbying. Mm. I would probably find out, I would say who was running with a group of people they shouldn't have been running with. And you know, you shouldn't have been running with this group of people. Yeah. And then have every, and just raise your hand. Okay. Okay. So now between all of you, how many of you were the smartest kid in that crew and everybody said, you shouldn't really be running with us, but you're still there. Okay. <laughs> That's now, my wife. Also, uh, how many of y'all in here have cheated on a test or done some shit in school and somehow the teacher, you talked your way out of it? Okay. You okay. talk your way out of anything. Okay. Talk your way out of it. You got to be smooth. Um, and also, uh, who, who, who all here understands that uh, cash rules everything around us? Okay, great. So whoever has their hands still raised at that point, I'd say is would be good. I mean, lobbying is like about it's it's really like it's like organizing in a way. You know, you want to hmm. get people you're trying to convince people of something, you're trying to create a base of people to move with you, but also mm -hmm. when the shit goes down, you can fucking slide right out the back and and you can be like, "Damn, look at that mess that just happened." Oh my Dang. god. I look, I love that last part to where you could slide out like, "Damn, I don't know what's yeah, damn, they're, they're wilding. Tripping. I can't believe they, they said some shit like that. I can't believe they said that. Ugh. What was y'all doing down here anyway? That's crazy. Okay, I'm going to go, I, though. Yo, I feel like one of the, I've said it so many times, one of the one of the greatest tools you can have in your tool belt is knowing when it's time to leave. Yeah. It's just, you you, you just got to know when it's time. You got to be able to read the room and be like, ah, it's probably leaving. Right, now. and not to say like you're just planting bombs and then leaving, but if you think of like, how so much of the lack of like progress that we have legislatively is due to yeah. lobbyists. It's mm. like, it's more that like nobody's looking at them. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And everyone's yeah. looking at the politicians when you can draw many straight lines straight back to Ooh. the lobbying efforts of corporations or business groups, industries, and things like that, which is why there's a, you know, why there's so much gridlock too politically. Yeah. We're going to come back to that because that's that's a good thing I would love to hammer home. Mm -hmm. um, because I'm even thinking about a future episode with like kind of just talking about a little bit of like a mission drift, you know, when, you know, you come in, especially as a politician with these, you know, even sometimes very lofty ideas or right. um, or just an understanding that like, yo, this is my this is my base. You know, these these are my fans. This is my crowd. And I'm out here doing this for them. And then you get into the work mm -hmm. and then you realize, like, I actually can't accomplish what they want. 
Right. Without giving these certain concessions. Right. And then it's almost like you just know how it works in Washington or on the Capitol. And it's like you come home and now the hood don't even recognize you and everybody mad at you because it is. But it's it's because none of us really see what's happening yeah, what happens to you when you go that when way? You it's get like there. when you sign up, you know, with a major label. Like the what happened to the weekend, you know? Okay. He went from I'm gonna just do this shit independent. Yes. I will still I will force a label labels to have a bidding war over my signature. And then yes. you get in that machine and suddenly you're doing all this weird pop shit that wasn't even like the horny house of balloons nah, type mixtape yeah. stuff you used to do where you're talking about snorting molly off of a toilet and, and you know messing yeah. with strippers and things like that that yeah. sort of like there's a there's something you know your instincts can get dulled but that's also because yeah. you're moving into an, an environment that is just dealing with so much money that yeah. it's it's hard to sort of stand against the current and be a fixed object like it'll typically just sweep you away yeah, it's like, do I do I keep this job? And like using the weekend as an example, it's like, hey man, you want a number one hit or not? Right. Like, why are we, why are we even here then? Right. Why do you? So start pop locking with Daft Punk, okay? Yeah. Yeah, I can't feel <laughs> my face hit. when I'm with you. Yeah, you know, it's you, you want to perform at the Super Bowl? Like, you can do that, mm-hmm. or keep making these like, or keep it real. Yeah. And yeah. make these mixtapes. And I get it. It's, it's and, and that's, I think, a, a decision a lot of people have to make. And sometimes people know yeah. what it was. Like, you know, maybe he was sh- just a shrewd business person the whole time and just knew that yeah. was his way to get the most revenue for himself. But other yeah. times, I mean, that was even me, like, before I got into politics, I was so fucking optimistic and yeah. so naive um, that it only took a few election cycles for me to realize, oh, this, I'm like in the f- complete fucking devil's <laughs> asshole of the whole thing and like, wow i want to get you're, the fuck out he's like i am i'm the problem yeah oh yeah 100 percent. i'm like yeah. i'm i'm the fucking i'm the bad guy Damn. and yeah. and i knew that so clearly so it was just it became a very quickly untenable situation for yeah. me like emotionally is it, morally is it a part of that job that like if you're good at it that's un- inevitably where you're gonna land to where you're like because I'm I'm assuming with like if it's a lobbying firm, like you're not choosing the the things you're lobbying for, right? Well, I mean, it typically, right? So lobbyists, you know, just generally, right? They they say the etymology comes from like back in the day in Parliament uh, in England, where the the MPs would gather in like the lobbies in like the House of Commons. And that was the moment where people who weren't elected officials could have a chance to bend the ear of somebody that was a politician. I was going to ask what that, where the term came from. Yeah. So you're kind of like, you know, it's fans waiting in the hotel lobby for the afters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The groupies are at. Um, It's like, Oh, there's their bus. I want to talk about this bill. So, you know, a lot of it has to do with typically, right. The most, the, the lobbyists that do the best are ones that come out of a depart, like a, you know, a bureaucracy or typically held office themselves. That's why the revolving yeah. door is such a true thing about lobbying is that the people who really, really get it in are the ones that have that very small degree of separation between themselves and the decision makers. So for mm. me, where I was at, I was very far removed from doing like, you know, what they call inside lobbying, which is like face-to-face with the legislators to get shit done. Then there's outside Mm -hmm. lobbying, which is like Mm -hmm. you are working on the forces around the legislators Mm. to to kind of get them to act. Um, Okay. And so the the firm that I I worked for, um, you know, has a mix of those things. The lobbyists like that were out there who like interface face-to-face with like politicians, they're typically lawyers because they also Mm -hmm. have a degree of like legal – understanding because half the time they're fucking writing the actual bills anyway. Um, So you have to have that like legislative knowledge and legalese knowledge to make sure that you're writing bills that don't have loopholes and shit like that. So Uh. those people, you know, like there's definitely levels to like how it works. Um, But in that instance, the people who, you know, you might just, you might just be into fossil fuels because they pay the most. I don't know how many people are like, I'm really, you know, uh, dedicated to this thing, unless it's things like if you work for the NAACP or other yeah. groups that do lobbying, because it's not just yeah. corporations, but there are people who do it for, you know, because they're 
seriously trying it's to serious get change call. to happen. But other yeah. times it's just about who's cutting the check. Yeah. It's, dang, that's, that's, that, seeing that, that two different, the two differences between being like outsider versus insider. Mm -hmm. Like if you not, you know, again, using the, uh, using the city, you know, as the motif, it's like, well, if you, if you're not really, if you ain't really gang gang already, right? I'm like, I'm probably not going to really hear what you got to say. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But if I'm like, oh man, you know, I was, I went to Camp Rocky with this dude, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or like, you got an oh man, we was sitting, you know, we was sitting in County, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we was at the same kickback running from so-and-so. Like, I, I know this dude know what it's like out here. Right. So if he talking that Yang, she talking that Yang, then it's like, I may, I may have, I may be more interested in hearing what they have to say. And that person is probably going to know what I want to hear. Absolutely. Is like, that, yeah. I ahead. mean, did you watch House of Cards? Of course. Okay, so Mahershala Ali's character, Remy Danton. Yes. He's a perfect uh -huh. example of this. Remy used to work for Frank as his chief of staff when he yeah. was, like, when he was in the, you know, uh, the House mm -hmm. of Representatives. Yeah. And so what happens is, so then he becomes president. Yeah. So now, if you're, if you're, if you're like a lobbyist and you're looking at how can I bend the ear of the president or a yeah. top senator, you start looking uh -huh. at people who used to work for them. And the Ooh, second, so you go get at the homies. Oh yeah. yeah, that's the that's the first that's the most effective way of turn like being like you know what I'm gonna get them and put a big pile of money in front of them and then I yeah. got their ass because yeah. now when they go to see their old boss their old boss I'm like oh what's up what's good oh yeah da, 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 let me know the, the, okay you're working with them oh the fossil fuels thing okay the the fracking right 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 okay let me I'll, I'll, let me I'm busy right now but yeah. get back to me because you know I always got time for you. That's yeah. That's sort of the the Ooh. cynicism involved is yeah. to say you get people that are already familiar with the mark, so to speak, the fucking yeah. the senator, mark. the congressperson, yeah. the president, the mayor, the governor, whoever, because uh -huh. it's at every level, and that's the person that you use to start funneling your information through. Mm. So, is there a part of it, you know, in a uh, in Spanish, the like the um the Medice or like the, the chismosa, like the, just the gossip, like mm -hmm. somebody got their nose into everything. Right. Is that, do you kind of have to have a little bit of like a little bit of that too? You just got to be nosy. I mean, to a certain extent, but I feel like so much stuff is known in the open that Word. you, you would just kind of, you'll maybe just look at polling or things mm -hmm. like that. Maybe that you get, you, you know, you get nosy by doing research because yeah. the other part of it is if you can't compel a legislator with just saying like, you know, typically just money, then the yeah. next phase is to show them that it's a politically uh, positive or accepted thing or there's favorable polling around a certain bill to say like, well, look at this. You know, here's some other stuff to show you just to sway you. I'm like, the streets are fucking with it. So maybe you're on board now. But a lot of it is to... You know, the big thing is like lobbyists mostly trying not to lie, um, especially like if you're direct lobbying, because the second you lie about something and they know about it, it kind of ruins your cred completely. So there's a lot of finessing that you have to do to not really give half truths or over promise things, but also be, you know, somewhat clear enough to like sell somebody on a vision. And again, more than that, it's, it's all going to go back to money more than anything, because that's why you see people voting against their own interests in you know in congress and you're like what the fuck that's gonna fuck their own state up and you're like well it's because it's because the money that's coming in so yeah so i think of it too as like i always say like think of like a person who uh, someone who's in congress or the senate as like a you know like those nascar jackets that got all the sponsors and shit on them that's like what a senator should be rocking when they walk into the into capitol hill so you already know who's paying the biggest chunks of their bills you know that's that's crazy so you already you should be running in here flying your flag already oh yeah yeah i mean because then it makes things know. so much easier so yeah. you're like of course he's gonna vote look at the his back says texaco they got the hood <laughs> like the hood the hood sponsor of the nascar yeah. not like the hood but the yeah, on the hood it. of the car that yeah that's, that's, that's the prime real estate for a nascar right yeah you're like that's the fucking that's the be all end all for sponsorship yeah. so that's the same thing too a lot of people have certain industries that they're beholden to because lobbyists they do a lot of shit to help save people in Congress a lot of time by fundraising. You know, mm. that's really how you lean on them because you so say, it's the hey, bag. OK, yeah, I've 
well, damn, you know, re-elections campaigns are so expensive. I mean, man, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure I can get a few people. I think I can get a couple hundred thousand, a million or so together from people I know to help you out because, you know, we like working together. Damn, you know so, I, that's, and, and, so that's what you meant by like, it's the dude that can slide that Motorola two-way pager to you, right? Yeah, he just got something like, and they're able to get shit quick, but you He's got a guy quickly. Yeah, quickly. Yeah. And a lot of lobbyists will talk about how they have many clients, right? But they'll even get their other clients to maybe help with another another thing, another dealing with another client to say, this is how we move. Like if we can mm. put, if we're all kind of on, sort of on a similar trajectory, yeah. then if I say we need to help this person out, we need to help this person out. Because there's, you know, uh, the whole thing with it is so many, um, you know, with members of Congress and the Senate, they're all on committees. And they have yeah. specialties when it when it comes to like legislating on certain mm -hmm. areas of interest or industries and things like that. Mm -hmm. So if you let's say you run a for profit college, you okay. want to look at the people who are on the education committees mm. and you want to look at people within the Department of Education that maybe you can talk to. But mostly the it's the it's it's the actual um, politicians themselves whose mm -hmm. influence that you want, because if you have somebody on that committee, then you can kind of sway the bills that are going to affect your industry because you've, oh, you're heading so, it off right there. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm, I'm, like you said, I'm, I'm DeVry Institute president. I don't know. I'm just sure. pulled that out of nowhere. Right. And I'm like, okay, yo, they talking about, I don't know. We got to retrofit these buildings. I'm going to cost like, you know what I'm saying? You start thinking right. about like how much it's going to cost. So do I, so do I hit lobbyists and go, Hey homie, like, Hey, who, you know, with so-and-so like, Hey, tell them dudes like, man, I don't, won't need that. You know right. what I'm saying? Like what I, what can I do? What can I do? Yeah. To make it just to make, make just, my bills a little bit smaller. Come on, bread. Like, you know what yeah, I'm saying? So, okay. So, that's dope. Okay, so now I'm getting even a more picture of like how the, the two ways kind of like, work. Because again, if you that kid that I could always call like I the I, the guy that's on the end of I got a guy. Right, right, right. Right. Exactly. So you're the guy. So if I'm like, oh, I got a homeboy that can like, you are the homeboy. You. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're the one that's like, oh, I got you. Yeah, I, I holler at so and so. But but that only works if you deliver. Yeah, but also the the hard part is though too. I don't want to get too ahead of myself because okay. I, I just back to that point. Right. So, for example, even in that example of education, like more specifically Pell Grants, okay. those are things that the government spends money on to allow people like veterans or other people to get college money. Uh -huh. But if you're putting money into like, let's say, a for profit college that isn't really giving people the education you need, that isn't going to necessarily create somebody with the job skills that are hireable that can justify giving the grant because your yeah. the hope was the grant is going to create somebody with the job skills to enter the yeah. job market and have some upward mobility. So let's say you're a, a shysty fucking for-profit college and you're like, yeah. bro, all we do is pressure these people into getting loans and shit. And we yeah. laugh them out the building when they say, yeah. like, I got this master's degree and nobody hires me. And we're like, yeah. ah, you thought. So, I don't know, man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So for example, if let's say a committee like in education was saying, we need to do, a, we need to do an analysis on the efficiency of Pell Grants. Mm. The last thing you fucking want is somebody looking into how inefficient that program is because Dang. that's that's your fucking cash flow. So yeah. what you do, if you're smart, you talk to somebody who's either running shit in the Senate or has massive influence in one of these chambers or yeah. is, you know, the chairperson of a committee. And you're like, hey, if some if a bill like that comes across, you're dead that shit. The yeah. second you see it, because that's it's gonna, it's gonna be fucking ugly yeah. for us. So I'm a, but like, okay, that's dope. So if I'm if I'm the guy on this committee and I know this crooked ass dude is hollering at me, like, okay, so you finna dirty my rep if I sh if everybody sees that this happens, it's or, so, or nigga, you don't give a shit. It's yeah, it's it's so out in the open. It's normal. Yeah, that's the and okay. I think and that's why we have such a problem with it. It's not okay. It's not a thing. We're like, oh, did you see him talking to that fucking lobbyist? No, mm -hmm. it's it's everybody is going because the same thing is going to happen. They'll they'll talk to many people and say, hey, my client would love to give you a max out donation for this next election cycle. Oh my, you know, and we, in exchange, yeah. we'd love for you to meet. Or you'll yeah. do some shit like if they're like, nah, I'm good or whatever. You're like, we're actually going to give you an award. 
You know, there's so many ways Ooh, that this shit happens. You just make start, up an award. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why people have all these bullshit awards like that are <laughs> essentially just they're they're vaporware. They're just yeah. stupid things to stroke someone's ego, but to yeah. really just curry more favor with somebody. Uh-huh. And th- at that point, as long as you have enough sort of loyalty, so to speak, it makes it easier to sort of act out the aims of your client. And that's sort of what like, you know, there's like a tired quote about sort of like, you know, the one number one goal for a lobbyist is like, I'm just trying to get done what's best for my client, no matter what. Mm, and yeah. but again, it's not looked at as cynically because it's so it's such a normal part of the process because there is also good lobbying. You know, there's also yeah. stuff to say, like, uh, we need okay. things to like reform bail and I want to uh, talk to these people, blah, blah, blah. But on yeah. the other side of it is when you have industries that are multi-billion dollar industries, it also creates levels to lobbyists where some people are going to be like, oh, you want to talk to them because they control a lot of money or they control a lot yeah. of influence because there's ways to retaliate if you fall out of line. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics, in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. (sighs) Good one, Dad. (sighs) Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So that actually leads to like one of my uh, my next question of like, is lobbying and politics just it's just inherently cursed like it's just bad and i think that this example you're giving of like there are important issues mm-hmm. that you try your best to like 
been that person's ear. I'm wondering if it's like, I mean, if it's if you saying lobbying is so out in the open and we know this just slosh with money, what I look like appealing to this person's morality about mm-hmm. this issue when he's like, well, I don't know, this bail bonds place just offered me five million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, is there okay? Well, it's you know, it's not always like sort of seen as like, oh, here comes this person with a bag of cash. I mean, on on yeah. some level, that's sort of the subtext, but yeah just overall like the idea the concept of it is to basically be able to have access to the decision makers to help sway something in in one yeah. direction or another so mm-hmm. the, to, there is a certain benefit to lobbying too because a lot of mm-hmm. politicians don't have expertise in the areas of maybe like energy or criminal mm-hmm. justice reform so mm-hmm. a lot of the times if you don't have staff around you who's focused on that and knows the ins and outs there is a benefit to hear from somebody who can offer you some insight to a very complex mm. issue because we've yeah. seen how stupid these politicians are. They don't know a lot of shit. So yeah. they it helps where people come through. But again, that's where it gets murky because someone can come, you know, they're saying we need to look at this given issue. But at the end of the day, they might just be ending up writing the whole bill and then be yeah. like, all right, now go find some people to vote for this one. Um, and then off you go. Um, and that's where like a politician has also got to do a little bit of their networking as well to be able to, you know, sort of find people that are going to support a given piece of legislation and move forward in the same way. Um, so it's like, yeah, it can, it can, it can sort of, it has a broad spectrum. So it's not always, you know, I think it's when a lot of scandals come out and you can actually hear what these people are sort of cynically saying out in the open. Um, and it, it, it sort of begins to kind of give people a, a clear picture of what's going on. They're a, they make for a good villain. It seems yeah, like. just like, I mean, just like yeah. Mahershala Ali was. In yeah. House of he was Cards. a villain in the, in the show. Cause yeah. you know, when he showed up, you're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. What the fuck is Remy here to say? Yeah. You know? Like what? But the, the f- part, yeah. The part that became so interesting to me, especially like, again, using the lens of the show was like, I, it's a good villain, but I'm also like, God, but I like that dude. Yeah. Like, you're like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, the guy that talked us into, like you said, we had no business. It was this fool's idea. Right. You know what I'm saying? That we hopped in the car, right? Yep. Drove all the way up to Lancaster. Right. You know what I'm saying? For this dumbass party. Right. Right. That I don't know how this nigga convinced us. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like, well, all of our lives are in danger, but damn, that was kind of fun though. And and why did we drop him off in Palmdale on the way? Why did we? Yes. And it (laughs) it turns out the nigga just needed a ride home. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You're just like, you ain't even know nobody there? Like, but like, how are we here? And it's like, but am I going to call him next weekend? Yeah, probably because he's fun. Like, you know, that's the part to me that I'm like, it's such an interesting thing mm-hmm. that happens in our and and i imagine it's i imagine like you said the way that you describe that kid to where you like you the smartest person on this block i know you angling for something when you have an idea you got all these reasons why and despite my better judgment right. i'm still like god that oh he kind of kind of makes sense though right like, he seemed like he know what he's talking about you know what i'm saying and i'm like what is that's to me it's like that's a person you know what i'm saying like that and i feel like that kids at every table every lunch table i don't care what little sub genre you in right and you know what i'm saying right and but the the interesting thing is like and it's not but there's a whole thing behind this one guy yeah and that's the oh so it uh, it's seemingly one guy yeah but this person has they're 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 hooked up they're connected they know they have ways to gather you know like i think that's the interesting thing is just on the other side right like if a lobbyist comes and is like saying oh you know we'd love to max out to your campaign yeah. and things like that you know this in mm-hmm. this very narrow example um, of course and you start doing some shit that's going you know counter to what the people yeah. who gave you a check did then you might get a someone might knock knock and pull up Ooh, and say yeah. hey what's going on you know i thought we were cool that's strange because I mean, I'd hate to, wow. to. I'd hate for someone to primary you before your next election. That would just be awful, you know. Because we, you know, there's, there's. I heard there's a scandal with your son-in-law. 
or something. I just heard from because I use Lexus Nexus illegally, but I just saw some <laughs> shit on there that I thought probably wouldn't be great if it came out anyway. So let us know about the next, you know, the next vote uh, that you have coming up because Ooh. there are ways to, you know, get politicians who aren't in line with the aims of an industry like out like and so that's why you see yeah. a lot of especially politicians who are like have a backbone yeah. and are just like yo dude I'm, i can't be bought i'll fucking vote yeah. against your ass every time like no i'm yeah. here to actually do a service for people they uh-huh. don't last a lot of the time unless they're in a really insulated district because outside money this is the other thing where lobbying yeah. comes in there's dark money there's super packs and shit yeah. like that that now suddenly have all these ads popping up you got robo calls talking shit about you all this other stuff yeah. that starts destabilizing your district and your incumbency so damn those are all kinds of you know that's what i'm saying see like, that's what i mean by so like many the cheese ways. Bolso, you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah the, that's like hey i heard i'm just saying i just heard it right like hey they saying look that's what they saying that's not what i'm saying <laughs> That's, that's what just they out there. That's just out there. I mean, I'm saying the streets is watching. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just saying for you, homie. Like, if you trying to still be good, it's like, I hey, wouldn't you gotta, do. Like, I wouldn't do what you're doing right now. I'll just do yeah. it that way. So, I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm not just me. But hey, man, you can do whatever the fuck you want, man. That's all good, man. Because we, we all got to meet our maker at some point. But um, yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Cool. Okay. You're free. You're free to do what you want. And I mean, yeah, it's like an exaggerated version, but that's how it works, you know? And like, just when I would do like more sort of outside influence kind of things, you start Mm. thinking of like uh, the op research you can do and looking into what you can find out if there are things to talk about, if there's a like a narrative you can create to start painting somebody as an unfit leader, legislator, et cetera. And that like, and that's just one of the many tools like at people's disposal. I mean, there were even times Damn. where you can straight up set politicians up um, like, you know, like, let's say they're going to go speak out of high school and mm-hmm. you start going, OK, you can see their calendar and you said, OK, th- this is their campaign. They're about to go to this high school. Let me go find out to see if I know anybody who ha- knows somebody who goes to that high school and then maybe give them a camera, maybe give them some yeah. questions, get, maybe give them, tell them to tell other kids What's about some mission? things they can ask the, this politician because there's going to be cameras around and put them on the spot right there in a place they didn't Damn. think someone was going to pop up on them and get them on camera saying some dumb shit. And then you take that soundbite to all the on people them. that you know that work in the newspaper, work in the local news, and you say, yo, I need you to run this shit. Cause I can't believe they just said that shit out loud. I don't think God this person can God. fit for office. And then boom, you've been got. So it's there's it's 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 fuck. There's that's so much shit like ice. that. Yeah, that's cold as ice. And it's and what's cold about it is how normal it is. Yeah, right. And I think that's yeah. where I I started to well, get you, sour you a little bit out. on it. Yeah, because I was like, damn, it's so fucking cynical. Um, yeah. but that's also me. Like, you know, going in 2008, 2009, you know, Barack yeah. Obama change and all this shit and thinking like, oh, yeah, it's probably it's different or like it's something different. maybe moving in a, in the right direction that will look after yeah. working people and the marginalized. And you're like, man, all the people that have the most face time with these decision makers represent industries. They yeah. industries that are predicated on making sure people aren't liberated. So you, you, you ain't going to get to the table. No, no. And I think that's the other, I think that's really the fucked up part about lobbying is that it's just created this insulated world where only the biggest money is truly going to have this guy. That's why the fucking focus of Congress is so fucked up half the time. Like where they're going to spend months talking about, well, we don't have debit card fees. That's because these fucking lobbyists have too much access telling you that's the be all end all when we're not looking at real shit like decriminalizing drugs or other things like that. Yeah. Things that can actually have a cultural benefit. So, you know, it's it it it, it factors into so many of the ills and, you know, the suboptimal operation of our government uh, because there's too many distractions that can be injected through lobbying. Okay. Wow. So you gave us a lot here. So 
Again, we're back in the Jew. I'm learning all this stuff. We're back in the juvie. It's like, okay, you can talk somebody into anything. Um, you got a whole network of people outside of this room. So when you say, hey, this is what I'm finna do, you can deliver this. Mm -hmm. um, and you also got the balls, well, balls, whatever, guts. Let's not, let's not, let's be gender neutral sure. here. You got you got the guts in here, the ganas, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. To like, if you gotta, if you gotta pull triggers, if you gotta make a call, you know what I'm saying? If you gotta run the mission on somebody to be like, this fool's not putting in work, we need to bust this discipline. And cause this what this what I need from you, and I'm not scared of you. You know, yeah. and you're down to do that. Okay. If you got if you got the stomach to do it, then you'd probably be you could probably do this job. Yeah. My lap okay, go ahead. Oh no, just the other thing is though, but the but more than that, these lobbyists don't have agency though. You know what I mean? They have the agency oh, to maneuver how they wow. have to because because at the end of the day, they answer to someone else. Remy Danton wow. answers to so you Sam. Still Corp. got a big homie. Yeah. Yes. Remy Dan he he answers to the natural gas company. Yes. Conglomerate. So you gonna answer to somebody. Yeah. So that's where so that's really where it starts is that it's like the Koch brothers, they're like, Yeah, you know, if they tell you to run your shit, then it is what it is because they have the resources that's and they can get you. And so that's really how the the lobbyist is more like the your just the your foot soldier who you can trust with anything. Boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, but you but you know they're gonna get it done. But you know yeah. they're gonna get it done. But at the end of, they're yeah. not gonna they're gonna stick to the script and they're not gonna yeah. start improving with it and fucking shit up. But yeah, at the end of the day, you know they're going to deliver on what you need because that's really how it ends up at the end of the day. Yeah. The lobbyist will be summoned by the client to say, yeah. what is happening? This person voted this way. This this bill is getting too much you traction. Go. What is happening out there? What are y'all doing out there? Damn. And then so you got to drive down to Watts and figure out what the hell happened down at Watts. <laughs> right, exactly. Whew. And if you got to, right. unfortunately... Do whatever the fuck you got to do, and maybe not tell them how you did it. Then yeah, maybe that happens. But yeah, your your you will your career will be short if you don't deliver on those things. So that's why it can get really yeah. murky, or other people get caught being really sloppy with it because they'll just yeah. do shit like bribe people, and then it's like that. And and that's sort that's, of the art of it is because even though everyone knows sort of what the deal is, like that obviously yeah. it's like there's money, there's it's all transactional. That mm -hmm. you never wanted to arrive to the point of like just a straight bribe because there's like rules <laughs> to shit. And so shit yeah, it no can blow finesse. up in your face real quick. So it's almost like yeah. you can never do it like that. It may seem like yeah. the most efficient way is just maybe threaten yeah. somebody and then put a bag of cash in front of them. But that's yeah. the art to it is that it's about creating all finesse. these. Yeah. And you start creating yeah. all these external. It's like, damn, somebody calls CPS on you. Oh shit! God, dog, they're coming to get your children. Yeah, like you know, like okay. oh wow, like but you know what Ooh, I mean, like crazy. how you might, yeah. you know, some grimy shit you might handle with, I don't know, neighbors. Weird, yeah. I don't know, whatever the fuck. You yeah. know, all I'm saying yeah. is there are ways to shit happen that isn't coming from you, but it's yeah. coming from you. Damn, Miles, that's a cold piece, and I see why you was like, I think I'll start podcasting. Yeah, I just like comedy better. Like I was just yeah, it's more fun to be funny. Yeah, because I started out as an organizer. And Word. Yeah, because I liked talking to people. I liked just I would you know I could go to a college campus and start being like, okay, let me talk to Mecha. Let me talk to like yeah. this, the Black Student Union. Let me yeah, talk yeah, to yeah. this group of kids. Let me talk to the group of whatever it is. Because yeah. I, the first campaign I worked on was one for like renewable energy. And I was yeah. doing a lot of like campus organizing for this like mm -hmm. ballot proposition in California to try and get the energy mix like way super yeah. high, like and be like uh -huh. sort of first in the nation with renewables. And it was fun. And I really like doing yeah. that. I liked talking to people, I liked educating people. I like to yeah. see that moment where like shit clicks and they're like, right. Yeah. If we do this, like this helps the environment. It is good for jobs. And like wow, the way we make energy is so inefficient. Like, this is great. Like, I'm, I'm motivated. And so I really liked doing that. I really liked speaking to people and and sort of Dope. being able to influence them like that. So yeah, after this, um, this campaign with this ballot initiative, like a political strategy firm reached out through like other people that I knew in politics yeah. and offered me a job to work at this political strategy lobbying firm. Yeah. And- at that point, I was like, this is, this could be dope. 
Like, yeah. you know, this is uh, this is an opportunity I wouldn't get otherwise. Like mm-hmm. I had no job prospects because I graduated college in 2007 yeah. and I felt like, oh, this is something I can do and apply like my knowledge of history and like, yeah. you know, my desire to for a more equitable future. Like, oh, shit, I didn't even I always thought I would do comedy and stuff, but this yeah. might offer me an opportunity to do something really worthwhile. And then I, you know, quickly realized like I'm on the side of the, <laughs> the <laughs> devil. I'm on the dark side. Yeah, easily, quickly. Okay, so I guess lastly would be like, all right, so you got in on the organizing side, which, you know, especially like with a lot of the young homies that I'm interfacing in, like that part still brings them life it feels encouraging it feels like you're doing something and you know i can even think about the times that like you know you feel like when you it doesn't you're not doing anything if you're not at the table like it feels like that sometimes Mm -hmm. you know but you know now coming out the other end of that i know i know that's not necessarily how it works i understand you know stakeholders and stuff like that like i I get it now but it took a few years to took a lot of years to get to that place what would you say to some young sort of like excited you know future activists like again we're still in this juvenile hall here you know what i'm saying that's like like what would you say to that kid as far as like because, I, I, again, some of the one one of the main purposes of this show is like, I want to onboard kids like me and you that look just like me and you into politics. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, so, like, yeah. what, what would you say to them? Yeah. Organize your block. You know, yeah. if you look, there's going to be companies that spend so much money bombarding people with ads and shit like that and that works you know we've seen that that works that misinformation and you know propaganda for lack of a better word that shit works um and but there's also something to being able to mobilize your community and get your community intact and in touch with what's at stake so Yeah. yeah while maybe running for office is really glamorous i think if you could say if i told if I just went around and made three calls, I could get a hundred of my neighbors to show up somewhere. Damn. Yeah. That's real power. That's for real. real. That's real power. Yeah. Because I'll tell you this, lobbyists pay for that kind of shit. They pay. That's the, that's why they Ooh, call it astroturfing. Lobbyists pay for that kind of shit. Listen, you that's look, what I'm saying. Look, he, yeah. you hear that little homie? Like that, that clout you got on your block, that shot calling level you got on your yeah. block where you could make a call, get 45... 50 heads onto the block right now. Yeah. Lobbyists pay for that. They that's pay dope. for that. That's what, yeah. and that's what happened with Obamacare, you know, the Affordable yeah. Care Act. We had all this astroturfing going on, which means astroturfing means fake grassroots. It's wow. fake. It ain't grassroots. The shit that we're, I'm trying, we're talking about that yeah. we're trying to, you know, get people on to really organize like your neighborhood or your group of wow. people, your, you know, your community. Uh-huh. That's grassroots. That when they have Damn. these people showing up in costumes looking like it's 1776 and shit with their Gadsden yeah. flags and shit, that's bullshit. That's paid <laughs> Let's for. Let's go. That's paid Let's for. Let's go. Because that, and you talk to the yeah. people that are there, they don't know why they're there. They oh, don't. Oh man, it's all cap. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. But you see some shit where, and again, this is what happened last summer. You yeah. saw even organically, people just kind of knew, oh no, this is. This isn't some this shit is I'm wrong. just going to stand idly by for. I'm going to get out yeah. in the streets. And that sh- that got people shooketh yes. to see that people were organized, even organically, wow. that they wow. could just in numbers show up in physical space to say, we don't agree with this or we don't like this. It's a it's a lot different when you just get emails or calls. You can ignore that shit. You see yeah. you see bodies in physical space. It's a whole yeah. other thing. And so yeah. that's why I give it up to organizers. That shit is yeah. so hard. And in the most, you know, high stakes situations, organizers have come through to organize people to properly know about their own voting situations wow. or to know about like even if, for example, getting Jackie Lacey's ass out as DA. Yes. A lot of yes. people didn't know because they go, Well, she's a black woman and she's a Democrat and we oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd love, it's like, no. no, she's protecting the fucking cops. Yeah. That's all she yeah. does. Yeah. But the problem is. We don't connect enough people with the outrage. 
So damn. If people and but and you know what? A lot of people suddenly were like, because of last summer, they're like, hmm. Right. There. Well, let me look into it. Yeah. Right. How do cops keep getting away with this? Oh, because the city won't prosecute because yeah. they have a relationship with PD and that's how it works. But when people Damn. figured it out, now suddenly they're like, oh, no, 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 we don't need this no, shit. No, she got to go. Yeah. So that's that's real power is like connecting people to their own yeah. power. Because that's too dope. many of us are apathetic or just feel so fucking disillusioned and powerless over the thing. And I get it. Because you will yeah. look out there and you say, how the fuck do we right. not have any kind of proper, you know, let's say even gun legislations where we're just yeah. trying to say, let's keep kids safe at schools. Just that simple. That's simple. But somehow yeah. these politicians are like, well, I don't, they're starting to hum and haw about they don't know about that shit. But that's because the lobbyists has got to them and they know yeah. that if they don't, the NRA can damn sure get a bunch of people to leave angry voicemails and shit like that. And that's. Yeah. That's really one of the ways that they're just scared. They're scared of people yeah. showing up. Damn. So if you can get people to show up or if you can at least get people to get on the same page, if you that's fucking that's real power. And at the end you of the day, it. even if you're getting violated by the police or the fucking city or what things like that, if your network is that tight, you can help each other out. There's mm. ways to figure there's ways to actually support yeah. your community because everyone is so networked and knows, you know, sort of what's at stake. So I I honestly think, you know, if if you can if you have the ability to get your community together and mm. get them in touch with the things that are actually really important to your future and get them to understand that like going places and 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 supporting each other and and protesting and things like that, that's yeah. that that's real fucking power. And that's unfortunately that's why you see uh especially conservatives, they always uh. accuse uh, you know, people of color or whatever, yeah. or anyone who's out there, progressives, leftists who uh -huh. come out to support a cause, they say, oh, they're paid. They're paid. They're paid. Yeah. Cause that's what they do. And the wow. left does it too. The Democrats will do yeah. it too here and there, but not enough people can get connected with the outrage for yeah. them to show up for healthcare. I mean, now with yeah. all the propaganda and misinformation, they are definitely are showing up, but that's for like yeah. a whole other fucked up reason that they're yeah. not even really sure of. But yeah, to connect people to, that sort of sense of purpose, that's, that, again, that's the real power. And again, and you know what? You might be one of those people who sells your community out because someone said, hey, if you can get 300 people here, I'll give you fucking $60,000, yeah. you know? I but mean, it is your money, it is. I guess. But yeah. yeah. Wow, Miles, I think this might be shaping up as one of the most important episodes we've done. I appreciate you so much for taking this time. Oh, yeah. Anytime, anytime. I mean, I haven't even barely scratched the surface. I, thought we were, I, I was going to talk, I, I was gonna talk dark, dark money. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole other episode. Money. That's a whole Ooh. other fucking episode. We, okay, we're going to do dark money then. Yeah. We're going to come back for that because one. Because it's really fucked up. Again, Yeah, you know, we you hear the term lobbyist, and it's a really nebulous term. Like, it can mean so yeah. many things, but essentially it's about groups that try to exert influence on decision makers and it happens in many mm -hmm. different ways but yeah. to know that when we're trying to actually further bills and things like that you look at even people like joe manchin and kirsten cinema who yeah. are in the senate right now who are holding a lot of yeah. even just the most basic shit like voting bills back yeah you, yeah they're the reason they're not budging is because someone's in their ear no yeah. one is no they don't have a real ideological argument against it, although they'll try and articulate one but it's that's yeah. not what's going on it's that there is Damn. just a complex network of influencers that work on you know the realities of these politicians that keep them sort of in line and it was the same thing you heard i don't know if you saw those leaked um i think it was exxon mobile calls that came out from the yeah. bbc or that one that one lobbyist straight up says yeah like, oh yeah, yeah we, we work with joe manchin all the time and like yeah, yeah they know what that. time it is like that's how it works like, yeah just, he just said it out loud like that yeah, that's and, our dude yeah yeah oh yeah we love him yeah we work with a great guy great guy yeah yeah we're yeah. working on something else with them right now it's like that's a word that's yeah. how it all it all comes together yeah. and, and i think if people knew that it wasn't just like these tired ass politicians making decisions and that, that there's people just kind of fucking pushing them around and telling them like you better do this shit It'd be a yeah. lot easier to to figure out that like oh we actually need a lot of reform especially as it relates to campaign finance and things like that because mm -hmm. it's not a level playing field. Facts. I'm blown away, bro. I'm blown away. Thank you again, Miles. Oh, thank you for having me, man. Yo, show the throw the uh, 
Throw to where they can find you's and all that good At stuff. At Miles of Gray, Twitter, Instagram. Go to uh, check out the Daily Zeitgeist. I, that's a daily politics, news, culture, you know, comedy yeah. show I do every day. Uh, and if you and if you need something not so heavy, check. And you like yes. 90 Day Fiance? I got a 90 Day Fiance podcast called 420 Day Fiance where we're smoking on that TLC pack. And it's, <laughs> it's a good old time. <laughs> I got, I got a, uh, I got a big dark money pack over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we can smoke on. Yeah, we can smoke on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. Thank you again. Appreciate you. Yeah. Y'all, this mug was recorded and edited by me, Propaganda, right here in East Los Boyle Heights, Los Angeles. Y'all can follow me at Prop Hip Hop on all the socials. You can follow the Hood Politics Pod itself at Hood Politics Pod, where we be trying to make takes on stuff that aren't really big enough for a whole episode, but definitely needs a little bit of clarity. This mug was scored, edited, mixed, and mastered by the one and only Headlights. Y'all go follow my dog, Matt Oswowski. I still don't know how to say his name. I'm glad he changed it to Headlights. Follow him on his socials at Headlights underscore music. Telling you here all these new other fly tracks this fool be making. And the theme music was done by the one and only Gold Tips, Gold Tips, DJ Sean P. Y'all remember, every time you check in, if you understand the hood, you could understand politics. Shouts to iHeartMedia for making this happen. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.